Well, hello and welcome to episode 23 of the All Things Leeds podcast, the 1819 season finale of the All Things Leeds podcast with myself, Ed McIntyre, and joining me in the studio it is, of course, Leeds United fan and good friend, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? I'm alright, mate. A bit tired this morning, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I'm happy it's later than usual. Good week. Yeah, yeah, of course. Cross the last week, yeah. Some right. good news as well, which we'll yep. get into. Very good news, which we'll get into. Uh, me and Charles as well are also joined by probably the most knowledgeable Leeds United fan around. He's also an author. It is, of course, Andrew Dalton, best known as Stats. How are you? Very well, sir. Thank you for having me and, and very much looking forward to being part of the show. And we'll see how we do on the quiz. I might lose a bit of, uh, <laughs> a bit of decorum on the quiz. But yeah, it's uh, been a good week so far, which we'll get into. And... I think now we're, we've just about dusted ourselves down from the disappointment of Derby County and, and we're going to go again uh, and the fixture out, what, in three weeks' time or so? Yep. Uh, what was the date that they're out? Uh, June the 20th, 9am. Uh, I'm sure we'll all get our phones out and we'll see all the alerts from the club and what have you. And uh, I think Derby County at home will be quite nice to start with and <laughs> just keep the rivalry going. <laughs> yeah, that'd be brilliant. I don't know, I'd quite, I'd quite like Neil Warnock's Cardiff at home. That'd be yeah. good. <laughs> that'd be brilliant. I can't, I can't wait. Uh, but yeah, brilliant to have you on uh, Stats. You. And uh, uh, yeah, of course, we are doing a quiz later on so pressure is Help. on you stats. <laughs> uh, well uh, yeah what what a couple of weeks you know it might have been a couple of weeks since our season ended but what a whirlwind of a week it's been at Ellen Road uh, plenty of stuff to chat about uh, in this uh, episode including Leeds United uh, on Tuesday announcing that Marcel Bielsa will be head coach for next season that news came a day after Frank Lampard's Abbey County lost the player final 2-1 to Aston Villa we'll have a laugh about that uh, and that came at the end of a week where news came out that chairman of Qatar Sports Investment and president of PSG Nassar Al-Khalifa a billionaire uh, was reportedly interested in buying shares at Leeds United but on Andre Mavazani said he isn't interested in selling any we'll discuss that as well as look at the latest transfer rumours before we do the end of season quiz this is the All Things Leeds podcast So uh, before we, let's turn that off. Uh, <laughs> so before we uh, get into the news, as always, here we like to uh, introduce the uh, guests when we have them on uh, the uh, All Things Leeds podcast. And uh, of course, today it is uh, Stats, a very knowledgeable uh, Leeds United uh, fan. But Stats, your love for Leeds United must have started somewhere. So uh, yeah, wh- where did your love for Leeds United oh, start? Classic. And uh, what, what's your earliest memory? Hey, Do you well, remember? I think my love started with my mum's, I think, cousin was on the board, Sydney Simon, in the 1960s. Uh, and I was kind of born into uh, into sort of the, the Leeds United fan base and what have you. Uh, our first game was April the 13th, 1991, uh, when we lost 5-4 to Liverpool. Uh, my first memory was when Cantona scored against Chelsea when they won the league in 91-2. And I think I must have been over nearly seven 800 games watching Leeds up and down the country. You've had your good times. I've seen the bad times. I've seen the Champions League semi-finals. I've seen Leeds win the old first division. I've seen relegations, administrations, owners come and go. But look, you stick with it. It is your football club. And the good times uh, and the bad times, you just go through it. As, and as the famous song goes, the ups and downs. And I won't change it for the world. Yes, it was devastating a couple of weeks ago against Derby County. But look, what doesn't break, you make you stronger. And uh, they've got to come back in, in pre-season and, and, and kind of go again. And, and ready, ready for a tilt the championship come what may next season. Yeah, definitely. Um... So, why did you start supporting Leeds <laughs> when you did? I think Leeds, everyone must have a reason. Uh, born and bred, and I just yeah. remember I'd been invited to my first game as I think a six-year-old, and ever since then I've never looked back. And I've always had a first remembering 
matches and what have you and I actually made my, my radio debut uh, on another show aged eight back in 1993 wow uh, <laughs> and I think from there I just had a third for radio broadcasting at Leeds United and I think the two have gone hand in hand and you, you can't change your football clubs they're not like women where you can change it <laughs> unless you're married for 40 years sorry mum and dad <laughs> uh, uh, you, you just don't change it, 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 it it's well you, you're sort of born and you're connected to that football club and uh, for me it's always been Leeds United being a Leeds boy as well and as I say seeing the ups and downs and it's just part and parcel of it and I remember obviously that the tragic events in, in Galatasaray and uh, and what have you and it brought home how much Leeds United actually meant meant to, I think everybody everyone individual when you saw the griefing I put at Ellen Road that weekend and yeah definitely yeah I'd just been born and bred into it and I'd, I'd never change it and obviously I've, I've been very lucky and very fortunate in my life to, to work alongside Leeds United and, and work alongside the media as well reporting on games and and also very fortunate to have my name on two books uh, uh, over the last five years or so and a third one coming out sort of in, in August September time yeah so let's talk about the books then so uh, you, you've, you've done a few books in the past yes. uh, Leeds United all white Yeah. Uh, you're also working on a book now which you've uh, said is coming out in, in a few yes. months what, what are you working on currently? Uh, I'll just for the first two books the first one did with, with John Howe who's an absolutely fantastic author uh, go and follow him on Twitter we do the Leeds United all white the top 100 he did all the player profiles absolutely fantastic job John did uh, and I did all sort of all the statistics for the book and then I did with Heidi Hay again go and follow her on social media uh, for Leeds United in the 1980s a real look back of a forgotten time in football in the 1980s uh, when hooliganism was, was at its highest and we talk about the stories at Bournemouth Bradford Huddersfield all sorts Birmingham you name it it's all in the book uh, and for this one uh, being commissioned to do a book on, on the centenary uh, which obviously is, is coming up in, in October uh, and it's basically a lot back of 100 years of Leeds United including all the results all the games interviews with some players interviews with some managers fans input we, we asked a selection of supporters to sort of put in what Leeds United meant to them and 140 characters on Twitter which makes that an, an eye-catching kind of little thing I've been asked to pick 10 important players per decade which is, is quite interesting I'm sure it'll provoke an awful lot of debate uh, <laughs> I had to leave out Harry Kewell for, for obvious reasons yeah. <laughs> but Harry was a wonderful player at Leeds in, in 98, 99, 99, 2000 he was literally unplayable but what he did to go and play for, for them in, in Turkey just I still think now leaves a little bit of a bit of taste in, in people's yeah. mouths it's a disgrace really so, absolutely it's the one club you will never play for but on the flip side I've had to include Rio Ferdinand because for two seasons I thought or for one and a half seasons I thought it was unplayable great great, yeah. great player but it's, it's still kind it's of it's still it? raw yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, I've even included Alan Smith as well because I thought the way he, he burst onto the scene at Anfield in 98 uh, and, and that impact with his first touch of the cop end his schoolboy stuff yeah. so yeah it's difficult pick, picking 10 players per decade especially the 60s and 70s uh, it'll be out in the Legion United store sort of August September time leading up to the centenary celebrations uh, in, in October I'm working with the club very closely uh, to get a list of every single player that's played for the club since 1919-1920 we're looking at building heritage numbers uh, for each player it's something that the Legion Rhinos have done that every player that have played for the club has a specific heritage number we're currently on 823 players with Izzy Brown being the latest because uh, he made his debut against QPR yeah. uh, back in February so yeah a lot going on a lot going on behind the scenes at the football club especially with the centenary and uh, we're what six months away from it now five months away from it and it, it's all sort of hands to the pump and uh, working my book and hopefully be uh, be out in, in August time yep uh, how much is the book going to be I think we're looking at £25 £25 quid, uh, not £45 not, not £45 <laughs> that, that's not my decision that that is uh, the publisher's decision but look, looking forward to it and look it, it's always been an ambition of mine to write books for, for Leeds United and with it being my football club it makes it more of a hobby than everything and uh, it's getting there slowly uh, what's interesting is writing about the manager profiles which I'll be starting uh, next week so you can read about the likes of Don Revy Brian Clough David Hockaday uh, <laughs> Darko Milinic 
as well to name but yeah I actually interviewed uh, David Hockaday uh, last year and he came up with some some intriguing stories about how he got the job at Leeds United which will be in the book and it's it's amazing (laughs) you talk about the appointment obviously the reappointment of Marcello Bielsa from the likes of uh, of David Hockaday Darko Milinic uh, of of kind of unheard of managers uh, to possibly one of the biggest names in world sport or world football should I say so yeah it's a roller coaster ride and I'm sure it's something that a lot of fans look to get the teeth into and it's one I've I've kind of enjoyed doing yeah it should be good Uh, what's David Hockaday up to nowadays I think he's a a PE teacher somewhere in in Southampton (laughs) look I I remember coming home when I was playing I think I was playing football or playing snooker at Riley's one sunny afternoon in uh, in June 2014 Brian McDermott obviously been relieved of his duties and Massimo Cellino came in and and the news came in that that David Hockaday had agreed terms to become a United manager and I'll never forget his first press conference with the watermelon quotes and (laughs) saying he wants to get Leeds United to the Champions League yeah look he was on a hat into nothing it wasn't his fault when Leeds United come calling you're never going to turn it down he lasted six games Darko Milinic lasted six games obviously Redfin came in and, and sort of steadied the ship but it's amazing to think the amount of managers we've been through sort of in the last 20 years or so from from the likes of Wilco from winning the league George Graham David O'Leary I could list them all to, to David Hockaday it's just bizarre to say the least but look it's part, part of the history uh, it goes down in the, as, as a manager I know he had six games in charge but saying that he did uh, beat Gurdjieff 15 nil in a pre-season friendly uh, which I reckon yeah. ever win. and I know he done good on competitive games uh, but yeah <laughs> v- very bizarre and, and some of the players the likes of Zan Benedicic that we bought in uh, Casper Sloth I think he's just signed for Motherwell this week yep. uh, a real blast from the past uh, Edgar Canny <laughs> yeah. uh, just just amazing but look they're all part of the, part of the history now at Ellen Road Brian Montenegro uh, Brian Montenegro <laughs> uh, made his debut I think against Wolves coming off the bench uh, Dario Del Fabro just yeah. some, some wonderful names yeah. players that some players you, you, you could reminisce uh, uh, about 100 years but they'll all be mentioned in the book and all mentioned the part of the centenary stuff and it, it's something where I'm very much looking forward to and I'm, I'm, I must just mention Craig Wilson who's the, the social media guy at uh, Ellen Road or, or my lookalike as everybody seems to yeah, say he looks uh, exactly like he does look a bit like brothers some different mothers he has done a wonderful job on, on gathering all the information with the help uh, of myself and we're looking forward to, to getting all the information out over the next couple of weeks and I think there will be a website launch for all the players and, and data on there over the next week or so brilliant uh, what's the pro process of writing a book how, how long does it usually take it's, it's it's strange because i remember shopping uh in i think i was in manchester uh, a couple a few years back and i saw club histories uh, in in bookstores and i said i always wanted to do that so it's weird how it came about i remember seeing one uh, uh i think i was in, in sheffield at one time and I, and I rang up publishers and i got hold of a couple of publishers details and i said look i'd like to write a book on Leeds united and, and the first thing we wanted to do was a history book on the club uh with, with me and john I think this was in sort of November 2011 uh, and I just sort of said look I'd like to do a book because I've always had a thirst of getting my name on there and look money is great to do it but I've always wanted to sort of have the notoriety to say I've written a couple of books and it looks absolutely brilliant and, and something sort of tell the family later on in life. Got in contact with, with them, uh, Paul Camelin who's actually one of the press guys down at Brighton and I said look what's the opportunity for me doing a, a book on Leeds United and, and what have you so I gave him a couple of ideas. I met with John Howe uh, that summer uh, and in, in 2011 and, and said look I'd I'd like to do some writing with you and originally we were going to do a history book but it then came to our attention that two people Martin Jad and Martin McDonald are doing a history book and we thought okay we can't do that so we looked at different ideas we met with Paul when Brighton came to the road in February 2012 uh, and said look we'd like to do a vote on, on the greatest Leeds United players look it had been done uh, I think 10 years previously in, in the old Leeds 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 magazine and it just took off from there we set a vote up we counted all the votes we got the top 100 players and we turned that one into our first publication I'd say John did an absolutely wonderful role with, with all the 
narrators all the players his writing style is second to none uh, and he, he, I can't begin up any further and he, he's absolutely brilliant what he does and then for the second one I got in contact with DB Publishing a guy called Steve Caron uh, who I, I'd known from 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 previous books that some of my friends had done and I wanted to sell him the idea and we came up with the idea of, of doing sort of Legion Night in the 1980s I showed him sort of my portfolio of work that I'd done for the club I, got, I kind of got lucky that I'd written a lot in the old magazines written a lot, a lot in the in the Legion United programmes uh, and I just kind of got fortunate and, and said look I think an idea to do is, is Legion Night in the 1980s I've done a bit of demographic research and I think it's always important you see what's actually out there because what you don't want to do is the same idea that, that somebody else has done and, and it doesn't sell very well yeah. and we sold the idea to Steve and it went down brilliantly I got Eddie to do one of the forwards for one of the books and, and got Mickey Adams to do the forward for the second book if I had to do things differently I've got Phil Hay to do the forward for this book which everybody knows uh, Phil yeah. Hay <laughs> uh, and if you don't I don't know where you've been living if you more living. followers than Millwall yes he has <laughs> more followers than Millwall absolute legend of, of uh, the Yorkshire <laughs> Evening Post and yeah it's just it's just having the confidence to go up to, to publish and say look I want to do this this and this and I've been very lucky to, to do that yeah you're going to get criticism I'm sure I'll get the odd negative comment once the third book comes out but you're going to get that with anything you do in life Yeah. and I'm, I'm just very fortunate and very privileged that the publishers at DB Publishing and, and what have you have, have kind of taken me under their wing and said yeah I'd like to do this and it, it, it's funny because I was, I was interviewing Noel Whelan uh, at the start of the season uh, and he said if this goes well you can do my autobiography which would be a, a wow. hell of an honour <laughs> uh, I'm sure it'll be uh, called Getting Brilliant uh, <laughs> will be autobiography with about 100 exclamation marks so yeah and it's just amazing how many opportunities come out of it I'm really fortunate I'm really privileged and it's something that no one can ever take away from me yeah gonna hold you down to that make sure that it is called getting <laughs> if, if it does yeah. see how this one sells and uh, I'll need a break from it because it can be quite stressful yeah. writing books and hitting deadlines but we're getting there slowly and it'll be out in all good bookstores at sort of August September time which will be a real real thrill for myself and in time for the centenary celebrations in October brilliant can't wait um, so Statue you're known for your knowledge on Leeds United uh, so you, it's been told <laughs> yeah, you know pretty much everything, of course, the nickname starts. Yes. Uh, at what point did you start to think, you know what, I'm going to go and, and start learning everything about Leeds United and, and, start, and start with, with, with all the knowledge it, that you've it's got? It's weird because even as a kid, seven, eight years old, uh, one of my dad's friends would come around and test me on results and it kind of just stuck. Uh, I got invited onto the Alvin Blossom show on BBC Radio Leeds in Christmas 1993 and it just went from there. I used to do quizzes on Radio Leeds with a guy called John Boyd called The Each Way Bet uh, when I was sort of 12, 13. It just kept going and going and going. Uh, I appeared and I should really admit it's on Live and Kicking back in the day in 2001 thankfully there's no clips because I think it's probably in the dustbin floor uh, <laughs> and I did a football quiz on there and it just kept going and going I remember going to university at UCLan in Preston obviously studied sports journalism and I just introduced myself just completely off the cuff of stats and this was the first I think the first three days at uni and it just stuck and it was really surreal and from there on in it just stuck and it stuck ever since and I set Twitter up in I think December 2010 uh, it wasn't as big then as it is now and my followers have just kind of gone off the scale and I never thought it would take off but I get texts and tweets at three in the morning saying what's this this and this I do try and sleep you can probably see from the bags under my eyes uh, and it just kind of sort of took off and it, it's really weird position and I, I must give a shout to, to Chris Taylor who does the data the LC data unbelievable knowledge of what he does with, with all the player stats and what have you we, we slightly differ that I, I look at sort of more appearances games and, and history stuff and he looks like at all the game the, the sort of stats on the pitch on a, on a week down and a match day but yeah it's just surreal I never thought social media would take off and social media can be very dangerous 
changes that I found to my cost. Yeah. But it, it can be a always nice place and it can be a happy place when things are going well. And it, I never imagined social media to take off with nearly 18,000 followers, which is actually quite surreal. <laughs> and even being recognised at Ellen Road is, is something I've never experienced in my life before. But I think I came out, I think it was after the Sheffield Wednesday game uh, when we won 1-0 in April. And people were just saying, your stats, your stats. I thought, yeah, and I don't even know half the people. And, <laughs> and, and it's nice. And it's nice to be recognised like yeah. that. I never expected it. I never anticipated it. And I think you've just got time and take it in its stride. And the, the stats thing has just stuck for about 15, 16 years. And it's just it just keeps on going from there, really. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, now, before we move on to the uh, to the news that we uh, have to get stuck into, uh, I'm interested to know uh, stats. Uh, what's the biggest memory from your time following Leeds United? What, what's the thing that stands <laughs> out to you? There's been, obviously, plenty of ups and downs. I'd have to say uh, the Champions League quarter-final home to Deportivo La Coruña yeah. uh, in 2001 it was a game nobody outside of Leeds gave us a hope uh, I think I remember some of the Spanish interviews Spanish players coming out that Leeds were the weaker side and it's probably the best performance I've ever seen from a Leeds United team in my lifetime the way they came out under David O'Leary they absolutely demolished them uh, Ian Hart scored one of the best free kicks I've ever seen at Ellen Road Smithy got the second and Rio Fernand got his first goal in the 61st minute to, to, to make it 3-0 and just possibly be the best performance that I've seen as a Leeds United fan thinking we're in a Champions League quarter final we've got an opportunity in our first ever year in, in the European competition in the Champions League I know in the in European Cup in 92-3 and in the uh, the old European Cup in 74-5 got to the final but to play the way we did it was just unbelievable and Leeds being Leeds they made it half themselves in the second leg in the Riathor winning losing 2-0 but just that performance and I remember talking to Don Matteo about it that it was just one of those games where just everything clicked uh, unfortunately the Valencia game was overshadowed with the, the Lee Bowie incident being banned uh, literally 24 hours before the game yeah. but just unbelievable memories is that there's the second leg at Preston having lived in Preston for three years stands out the second leg against Carlisle when, when Johnny Harrison scored those two goals celebrations unbelievable unfortunately for Leeds I like to leave the celebration in the semi-finals and forget about finals <laughs> uh, and, and, and probably the other two that the promotion winning day against Bristol Rovers when I think every Leeds fan went through heartache from the match grade or sending off and the other one that stands out is, is January the 3rd 2010 when <laughs> you go to Old Trafford no hope no one no one expects what happened you're a, you're a third tier club okay you're top of that third tier you're playing the, the European champion finalists so they got beat by Barcelona in the, in the final the previous year top of the Premier League I think Wayne Rooney Dimitar Berbatov Gary Neville started and you look at the Man United team you, you don't give Leeds much hope but the performance Leeds put in was unbelievable and the only disappointment was it wasn't more than 1-0 because I think Betford hit one wide, Snodgrass hit the crossbar from a free kick and uh, they were just absolutely brilliant and yeah they're probably my top five memories, look I've been through it all, relegations is, is difficult, plus semi found defeats are difficult because there's no coming back from it but yeah I've had it all in 25 years watching Leeds but I won't change it for the world because it's, it's what supporting a football team is all about, every club's got the story to tell uh, and, and Leeds are, are, non, are no different and it's just yeah, it's a roller coaster. it's an emotional roller coaster. I think watching the Derby <laughs> County game went through every single emotion yeah. possible from, <laughs> so from, high from, to so Hello. Yeah, <laughs> Dallas scoring, scoring the opening goal, thinking we're 2 0 up here, and, and on our way to Wembley to the, the utter deflation at full time and seeing Derby County celebrate. But that's football for you, uh, and uh, hoping in our centenary season that, that Leeds United do, do finally get the job done and return to the promised land. Yep, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, well, let's move on to the uh, big news then. Leeds United announcing uh, on Tuesday uh, that Marcel Bielsa will remain as head coach. For next season, uh, Unan Chairman Draymond Rosani uh, exercised the option to extend Bielsa's contract for a second season. Uh, right, 
that was maintained for the club in the two-year deal Bielsa signed in June 2018 and after numerous meetings over the past few weeks. As discussed last week, Bielsa was spotted quite a lot of times uh, in Leeds. Including by you. Yep, by me as well. Where, where uh, did you spot him? Uh, in, in Leeds, uh, near uh, Albion Street, like on the hedgerow. I was actually being into town then. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 was, at, I was going to work uh, last week. Yeah. yeah. I, I just saw him walking along. I didn't notice him till till. It's too I, late. Yeah. <laughs> he, he like, walked past me and I was like, what's that, Bielsa? Yes. I turned around yeah. and I was like, yeah. I, I, was. I must say, before we get on to the stories with Bielsa, there's these people that spot him in car showrooms and on the Sky Bar Lounge <laughs> and they post pictures onto Twitter. Wow. Yeah. Just Brilliant. incredible. Like, he can't get a moment's peace, can he? Yeah. Man. <laughs> it's that hard everyone. man to spot, really. No, he's, he's very recognisable in Leeds. Oh, yeah. And, and our, fam, our fan base is full of stalkers. Th- yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong there. Wherever else together goes on the camera, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's always in his lead. So I'm saying, oh, yeah, he's, he's buying a Volvo. He's definitely staying. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the best one. Yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> Le- Leeds fans just sit here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but Bielsa has uh, agreed to stay now, which is uh, which is brilliant news, Charles, isn't it? Uh, yeah, well, of course. I mean, there'd been no point in building this project up over the last year and to change the culture so dramatically from the kind of, I don't want to say Sue would be too harsh, but the kind of losing culture of last season, the, uh, the kind of... Where Christensen's uh, tenure kind of fell apart in like January, February, and then Paul Hackingbottom winning like was it four of twenty games uh, in his his last few in, in his what his few months of the season and then you think right it got to the end of that season and no, nobody had any hope and then we got to this the last season that's just gone and we how good was the football how the project was back we, we were playing we were playing such good football we were scoring goals enjoying games crowds going back up the, uh, the the club had kind of had hope again and uh, we finished in the championship playoffs for the first time in a, yeah. in a very long time and we probably should have finished automatically yeah. if we'd have uh, turned up when it mattered. But that aside, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a brilliant journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we we need him for the for the next for the next step. I mean, because that's what we did um, against, like, as Stats mentioned, against Bristol Rovers. Because it was, was it, uh, did we get knocked out by Millwall the previous we season got out by in, the, in the playoff uh, uh, semis? Yeah, yeah, I've never known a noise like it when Becchio scored. And yeah, then, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Abdu scores the, the the winning goal for Millwall and again. It, it just utter deflation. And then Grayson brought them back into pre-season training and they went on a fantastic run. And uh, again, Leeds being Leeds or top of the league at Christmas, and I think the Man United game uh, probably took a lot out of them, uh, and they ended up just about finishing second, which is the easy way for Leeds, isn't it? No, true. We, we did do it on the final, yes. pretty much the final yes. day. But yeah. um, you, you, you could see there's a, few, there's a few parallels there. We could end up doing that mm. if, if we invest wisely. I know, I know, we're planning on the kind of the loan market this year, but plenty of, there's plenty of gems in the loan market, as Villa have proved, as West Brom have proved, mm. Derby as well. Derby have proved it. So we can, if we, we can go in there wisely, not upset the old. FFP apple cart too much. <laughs> I, I think for me, and I, I think one tweet that I put out yesterday just about summed up, it's the first time since 2011 2012 season that we've had the same manager back to back seasons, which just shows continuity, you need it. Yeah. We've not had. Uh, and I think it's, the, to me, it's the biggest appointment of the summer. Uh, and, and what's pleased me the most, it's done now. How many times over the last four or five years we've gone into June without a manager? I think it was Alan Nixon on his Twitter said that we've uh, we signed Bielsa this year 18 days earlier than we did last year. Yeah, and, and I think that that's massive because then it gives Bielsa an opportunity to uh, sort of identify which players he wants to keep, yeah. which players he wants to bring in. Uh, and I think it's mad because I think Okay, we went off to a great start last year, and Bielsa was the first ever Leeds manager in history to win his first four four games in charge of the club, uh, which was outstanding because he hadn't had that much of a pre-season with them. Here, it gives them an opportunity. They know they're going to Australia in a few weeks. Uh, I think to face playing Man United and I can't remember the Australian team. Perth, Perth, Perth yeah. uh, down in Australia, and it now gives Leeds the board, Victor Orta, Andrea, the opportunity to identify the players that they want to bring in, get the transfer business done as soon as possible, get some pre-season friendlies written in the diary, which I'm sure they will do, and then announce in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, and go from there. Really, yeah. 
have a break. It's been an unbelievable season. I think, to me, we exceeded all expectations. Look, everyone's gutted when we lost to Derby County. Don't get me wrong. We've had a rollercoaster of a season. I think the players will be better for the experience. And like you said there, Charles, under Grayson, when we lost to Millwall, you can use that as motivation. Yeah. To hopefully go one step further next season, yeah. and just don't take it to the last day of the season next year because I don't think my heart will take it. I probably will be there. <laughs> no. uh, but in, in all seriousness, it's a brilliant appointment. It's brilliant news, and as I say, t- to get it done at the end of May, ironically, after that, we can't lose the playoff either. I, think. Yeah. I don't think that was planned. All Excellent that. timing yeah. by the uh, Leeds United uh, <laughs> yeah. media team there. Absolutely fantastic news, yeah. and I think it just gives the lift that everybody needs because everyone's yeah. deflating and on the floor after the day. Because every, every, everyone's up for the for the new season. Now. Everyone's up yeah. for the pre-season friendlies. Everyone's looking yeah. forward to the transfer yeah. window. Correct, uh, and I think as well. No the manager early on it also you know puts the players at ease as well because some so. players may have felt oh there's a bit of uncertainty here will be also stay will it will it leave I, I may want to try get out of here but now we've done the business early yep. do you know that be also staying they're probably yep. in the back of their minds thinking you know what I fancy another season and Bielsa. players from other clubs that uh, might be interested in coming on loan or on a Absolutely. permanent be seen Absolutely. right he's definitely there next season he's someone I would like to be managed by yeah he's someone who I think can improve me as a player I, I want to go there yeah and definitely the, the thing for me if you look back over the last six years going to so start with 14, 15, so didn't, have, didn't know who was going to manage a hockey day manager. 15, 16, didn't know Ross was going to manage. 16, 17, Monk came late. Uh, 17, 18, Christensen came came in sort of that summer. It's that instability that we now don't have. And we've got that sustainability coming into this new season. We know the manager is. It's, it's starting into June next week. And, and all systems go back in pre-season training, what, three, four weeks before, you know, they've had the break and they're going to go again. And I'm sure every Legion United fan will get behind, behind the team like they did. The support is absolutely outstanding this season. And, and we're going to go. And, and once those fixtures come out on June the 20th and three weeks' time, I think everybody's started to look at here, there and everywhere. Look, I know with the fixtures, you've got two fixture lists. You've got Legion United fixtures and you've got Le- Legion United TV fixture lists. Sorry, Sky Sports Leeds fixture list. <laughs> So frustrating. I think we had 32 games uh, on, on TV last season, which is a record for, for Leeds United. It's ridiculous. I, but. I, I heard at one point, I'm not sure if it was true, that, that at, at one point in the season, the only clubs that were on TV more than Leeds were Manchester City and Liverpool. That's correct, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I think Sky have got the deal for the red button again which to me I think I can see the pros and cons if you can get to the away games it's perfect you can watch it on TV the problem is if you're on a home team you've also got the opportunity to watch it on TV and that's where you lose on income yeah uh, and also the fact that Leeds only got what just over a million this yeah. year in TV revenue and the lowest club in the Premier League the club that finishes 20 I think was it, Huddersfield was it, Town was it, was it, was it like Huddersfield or, or Cardiff that were on TV the least yeah. and they got 100 million which, in, in TV it, revenue which is it's, unfortunately I, I, it's not something that goes down to as a way the, the, the TV but the people always people always say uh, it, when it's excuse that though oh yeah the, everyone wants to watch the Premier League the people don't watch the Championship as much I disagree but, with that. but I, I would disagree with that for a, for a number of reasons the fact is more people live in Live, live in Leeds and live in Cardiff yeah, yeah. And, and live in Leeds and Huddersfield and, and more people watch from Leeds as well the Premier League has come far too predictable you've got your top four top five championship is so unpredictable you don't know what you're going to get from game to game yeah. because there's, there's two huge rifts in uh, in the top two tiers isn't it? there's a rift between sixth and seventh yeah, in the Premier yeah. League and there's the rift between yeah. the Premier League and the championship yeah. for players you can attract players you can afford yeah. to, to bring to your club absolutely and, uh, and, and how you can run your club. And I think, look, I was no Chilino fan when he came in, but what he said about the TV deal actually got spot on. Yeah. Because you're not getting enough money for being on, on Sky Sports. And to be on Sky, what, 32 times over a course of a season and, and get not even anywhere near what Huddersfield Town get for appearing in the Premier League isn't right. It's, it's an unfair playing field. And you've also got the parachute payments with Huddersfield, Cardiff and Fulham that have come down. You expect them to be stronger next season. Yeah, Cardiff, uh, Cardiff will have, what, yeah. 60 million or something like that yeah. to spend. I mean, you just can't compete with that. You, no, you just you can't. can't. And I think that's why... What 
what Norwich did and Sheffield United did and to an extent Aston Villa with a low mark it was absolutely superb and you look at the teams that, that came down Swansea nowhere near Stoke nowhere near really uh, so yeah uh, it, it can be frustrating with the parachute payments West, West Brom did alright West Brom the third, they, they, yeah. they suffered massively with the loss of Harvey Barnes yes, in January did, and I thought they were unlucky to sack Darren Moore because James Shan just got them where Darren Moore was in the end and it looks like James Shan won't be kept on well when we kept on as manager they're looking elsewhere for, for another manager but look it is, it's, it, it is what it is with the championship and it, the riches as we all know are in the Premier League and from a Leeds perspective you've just got to either use the loan market very wisely uh, or, or use the transfer market very wisely you can't be going out spending 20 million in the championship because you just can't afford no. it that is, that is one of the criticisms of this season is that we didn't use the loan market perhaps quite as well as we should have done I, I, I think to counter I think we were unlucky I think Lewis Baker was injured quite a lot uh, obviously went to Reading and did well at Reading Jamal Blatman was very unlucky because I think from from memory Bielsa was going to actually play him against yeah. Bristol, Bristol City and he got injured and he broke his leg yeah to be uh, Will Huff ended up yeah, in goal he, he broke his leg that, that week that week in the reserve game and obviously was out for the season yeah. obviously Will Huffer came in and Cameron Mazak off the bench uh, and Jack Harrison is the one that splits opinion yeah uh, I I like Jack. Still, still a, one of the best assists I've ever seen in that first uh, leg against Derby. Yes, fantastic three <laughs> yeah. ball. Fantastic three ball. And I think with another season under Bielsa, because the stories are coming out that, that Phil Hay tweeted that he's he looking at a second loan from I think he'd be a better player. If he, he, I don't think any Leeds fan would mind him as a, as a squad player. They just mm-hmm. want a bit more depth on the wings uh, because we, we're we really struggling for pace. And I, I noticed that, um, as you were saying earlier, LFC data was saying that we have we are very low on take-ons. On the, on the wings and it, it's, it's interesting that because I remember speaking to, to people around the club in, in June, July time when Bielsa was first appointed and he likes a small squad and we've seen yeah. that some of the options up top the, the, the kind of rotated roof and Bamford when both have been fit and available I think a lot of emphasis will be on youth next season uh, you've got the likes of Ryan Edmondson who's had a brilliant season the 23 I think 20 goals the 19, yeah, I think 20 he, goals I think he'll yep. come into the equation next season uh, Matez Bogus looks like he's taken all before him in the 23 he's only been here a few months there's another one obviously Shackleton will I'll have more I'd love to time. see Shackleton get a, uh, an extended so, run in the squad and I, I can understand the emphasis on the youth because they've got no fear the, the, obviously the big question marks for me will be Jack Clark obviously a lot of rumours with Tottenham they have to keep Calvin they have to keep Calvin Phillips Calvin Phillips with me has been unbelievable this season do you yeah, think um, it might be a wise move by the club because uh, he's only got two years left on his contract mm. doesn't it to try and get him onto a longer contract if possibly, they can possibly, possibly. I, th- I think the problem with contracts nowadays you can sign a new contract and five minutes later you can be gone and the prime example is for that I know it's different now. There's Matt Smith signed a contract <laughs> in August 2000. Don't go to bed just yet. Uh, Leaving that tweet. Don't go to bed just yet. And uh, two weeks later, he's sold uh, to Fulham. So yeah. contracts are contracts. They're not probably not worth the paper they're written on nowadays. But if they can keep Phillips, if they can build a team like around Kevin Phillips Kevin Phillips sorry, it was Kevin Phillips <laughs> Kevin Phillips get a fit Barry Douglas because we saw what he did at Wolves two seasons ago I think he's been very unlucky with injuries as well yeah he was yep. injured uh, a huge portion of the season and just use, use the loan window very wisely because there are there are players out that you look at what Derby can do and Mason out and, and Harry Wilson Harry Wilson was superb at Derby this season has got some wonderful free kicks especially at Old Trafford so there are gems out there you've just got to use it very wisely yeah definitely yeah. And, ho- and hopefully we'll be able to stay in it attracts uh, massively, a, a lot of players um, I, I love with the announcement of Bielsa uh, staying uh, <coughs> Leeds United used for you uh, plastered the phrase uh, all over online uh, vamos Leeds carajo <laughs> yeah, yes, if you want to know what what the word carajo means it's Spanish and it translates to uh, just google it yeah, <laughs> we, we won't mention it you can say what vamos means that means come on or yeah, let's yeah. go 
but get carajo. Just Google it. It's a bit, I didn't know what that word meant half a season. I slowly decided to Google it. It's got multiple meanings, though. Yeah. I think it's just a general swear word. The digital Wilson tweeted it all yesterday. Fantastic. The job that he does is absolutely brilliant. Which kind of gets us into our next point about this alleged Twitter spat. Not only with Derby County, but with some singing in one direction. Some useless band, can I say that? I mean, you can. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they've ex- useless. Tread lightly, though, they've got expensive lawyers. <laughs> Look, banter. It's banter on football. N- Niall Horan, I think, started. Look, it doesn't really matter who started it, but if you're going to carry it on, you're going to expect a little bit of rebuttal. I thought the way Derby County celebrated at Ellen Road when they won the playoff semi final was a little bit OTT. That's just my opinion. It wasn't just the players, though, the staff and management were, yeah. were running around the ground. Uh, Lampard had a go at the East stand. No, I did, I'd gone by yeah. then. He yeah. <laughs> was. It was uh, he was doing uh, crying motions and having a go at the East, East Stand, which is people's families, people's kids there. People, think, people yeah. are not going to be happy with I that. I think that's very unprofessional. Yeah. yeah. And I think then... <laughs> I think they the, celebrated like they had already been promoted. Yeah, and I, I got the impression, especially on their social media with players, on their Instagram pages, having a go at Leeds United as a football club. And they, they, they were Snapchatting, uh, having a go at Leeds in a nightclub later on in the night as well. Yeah, which yeah. I thought was very unprofessional because the job's not done yet. And then certain players tweeting, I spy and what have you and, and whatnot. Again, I think that's very unprofessional from a from a social media yeah. account. Uh, however, yeah, exactly. if you're going to dish it out in this day and age, you've got to be able to take it back. They've took it in spades. They're going to have to take it in spades. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying anything against it. I thought it was hilarious. I piled in. It yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, I, 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 I did. I, did. <laughs> yeah. I thought the way uh, Gray responded to Niall Horan was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And it's, it's a bit of banter at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think what disappoints me was the way certain journos, uh, nationwide journos have jumped on the bandwagon. And, and then they, these are the same journalists that were saying uh, yeah. oh yeah, the, all the Derby County stuff, oh yeah it's the, brilliant, well within their rights, so that's brilliant oh, yeah. That's, yeah. but uh, all of a sudden when it's Leeds not a word, so like even Stoke City tweeted about West Brom, they got knocked out in the semi-finals of the, the, the uh, playoffs, not a lot eyelid battered, but suddenly because it's Leeds and they've got a big following, a big reputation, everyone likes to jump in on the bandwagon and I just don't understand why these journalists weren't jumping when, when Derby County were doing it, like yeah. when, when Derby County tweeted the, the Oasis song all the journals would go, oh, that's brilliant, that's fantastic. When Lee's tweet, stop crying, Frank Lampard. Oh, how's, how's your sink? Uh, oh, some professional. It's, uh, I, mean, I mean, here's the tweet, you've never seen it. So now Horvath, he tweeted uh, back when they beat us in the second leg. Oh, you see, between uh, Derby County and I, we played at Wembley more times in the last 12 years than you lot. And then uh, Craig Wilson on the Legion Act where he uh, just replied, oh, hopefully you perform better than Derby County. See you next season. Hashtag stop crying. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's the thing is, you know, journalists and presenters they tweeted saying yeah this is fine this is brilliant uh, it's a lap and then Leeds United do it and all of a sudden it, it, it's, it's a big deal suddenly it's we're just... on Sky Sports News and we're on Talk Sport and we're undignified and we are yeah. being petulant and, and sore losers and things like that and it, it, it's unfortunate I was, I was on Talk Sports I got cuff in my prime which is uh, <laughs> which is a little bit frustrating and I said look it's just the day and age we're living now that social media is so instantaneous that you're going to get banter look we all give banter out uh, and what have you and we all get it back and it's it part and parcel of being a, a football supporter uh, however I just found it very hypocritical of journalists to jump on the bandwagon yeah, well the thing is uh, variety is the spice of life rivalry is the spice of football correct and, you, and in, in the in the modern era you can develop you, you can give a bit of banter a bit of stick and uh, spice up games a bit no no one wants to go to a game where there's nothing nothing riding on it the fans have got nothing against each other the, it's, it's just it, that's basically a friendly no, no 
one wants those type of games. They want the high-pressure, uh, rewarding games Correct. with great atmospheres. Correct. Everyone wants to be in those games. And you get those games by developing friendly, not uh, obviously, I say friendly to a certain extent. I mean, I know Rajazani's fallen out with Mel Morris a, a little bit. over, And that's that's not libelous because that's genuinely true because he got interviewed saying that. He did. Yeah. He did indeed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, these are the kind of things that everyone wants to see. Um, modern on on. Social media, uh, modern football fans want rivalry. Yeah. And they, as long as it's not overstepping any boundaries and everyone knows what those boundaries are uh, with regards to racism, sexism and, and uh, abuse towards people and, and their families and anything like that because that's totally out of order. As long as it's not crossing any boundaries between clubs and there's nothing too bad. Correct. Nobody, nobody minds it, it's that. It's what it is and uh, you dish it out, you get it back. Yeah. And yeah. That's the way it is. Uh, and, uh, and this day and age as well, social media is such a big thing and you send out a tweet like that, it's going to get a load of people, you know, their, their eyes are going to be on you, going to get a load of publicity and uh, that's what we've, that's what we've got as well. Yeah. got publicity and uh, yeah, it, We've probably got a load more followers from it, and uh, I, I just found it amazing yeah. that there was a playoff final. Leeds weren't even playing. Leeds got talked about more than Aston Villa yeah. and Derby County. Yeah, brilliant, yeah, brilliant, brilliant timing. <laughs> I, I actually said to my mate, I texted him when when Bielsa uh, signed onto his contract. I said, I bet you anything that size has been done for match fixing, which we'll get onto later. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and Leeds uh, social media account is going to be more talked about in the media than Bielsa yeah. signed. Yeah. And I was right because yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a made Derby. It's, it's like Leeds were in the playoff final. I'm under, yeah. I'm under the word. Uh, look, you, you dish it out, and the, the way Frank Lampard behaved, I thought, was Deserved an absolute it. disgrace. The, he didn't shake Bielsa's hand uh, after the game, uh, which uh, any Leeds manager would do, so even in defeat, you, you, you're disappointed, you still shake the manager's hand. And I think he needs to learn a little bit of decorum. I think he needs to learn a little bit of class. Yeah. And how he's linked with the Chelsea job is beyond me. He, he, he's <laughs> yes. taken a Derby County side that finished sixth last season. And finished sixth. And finished sixth season, I think. With, 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 with one fewer point as yeah, well. Yeah, with one fewer point, yeah. Whereas Leeds, uh, I think someone, I don't know, I can't credit the account because I can't remember it, but yeah. somebody tweeted that. Uh, Leeds were 13th last season on that 60 were, points yeah. and we are now we finished this season third on 83 points exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. so. 20, that, the, the, our manager was worth 23 their manager was worth minus, minus one. one exactly <laughs> so how Frank Lampard even gets linked to it look I, I, I'll be honest as a footballer he's a brilliant footballer don't get me wrong he was, what he did at Chelsea was, was fantastic he broke Bobby Tomlin's record to become their all time goal scorer as a manager he's nowhere near he's done moment. nothing yet he's one season nothing. he's had one season at Derby County he's done what Gary Rowett did he's done what Darren Watson did, done what Stephen McLaren did, failed in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's all he's done. Yeah. And oh, that's a low blow comparing him to Steve McLaren. Uh, well, he's what it is. And it'll be very interesting to see how Derby County skirt around FFP next season. Yeah. Because Mason Mount on loan. Probably just sell, sell the training ground to Mel Morris. Uh, well, that's, that's a story in itself, isn't it? The, that's where Steve Gibson's got involved at Middlesbrough to, to see what they the can find out on that. And it'll be very interesting to see where Derby County are manager wise next year and, and player wise because they're up the so-called uh, without a paddle at the moment financially wise yeah so, definitely it'll be interesting because they're going to have to rely on better loans yeah that's, yeah, a, that's a shame be it'd be a real shame if they were to fall apart <laughs> <Yeah>. financially falling apart enough so. I hate that song I don't even like yeah. the original I don't, no, like, I, 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 I I don't never, like Morrissey I don't like the Smiths and I, I don't I like I that song I never sing that because it'll come back to bite you yeah. and I never sing We Are Going Up because that'll come back to bite you yeah, definitely, so yeah. I'll only sing We Are Going Up at the end of the season mathematically promoted correct when leaves 10 points clear with 3 games to play I'll start singing and then again, they'll probably lose 12 points. Uh, so yeah. I, I, the I just football league docking his points. Very, with, with Frank Lampard, very disrespectful. 
Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, I, I definitely. Because there's means and ways of celebrating. Look, we were all gutted when, when we got beat. Not, not to say that we wouldn't have been running around on the road if we'd have got uh, through to the final, because we would have been. That's, that's yeah, just true. But, but I, I would have hoped that we wouldn't have had a pitch invasion. But I, I would bet any money that Bielsa would have acted with far more well, decorum and respect than Bielsa Lampard. Bielsa would have sh- shaken Lampard's hands and gone off to do his press conference. That's what he does. It's one thing that always great with playoffs is pitch invasions. Yet you've got through to the final, you've won nothing. You haven't won a thing. And it's come back to back down. You shouldn't pitch invade on a semi final. Of course you shouldn't. Of course you shouldn't. And they've won nothing, Derby County. And at the end of the day, they gave it all out. And now they're playing Leeds. And what makes me laugh even further is I've seen some accounts this morning. Uh, Derby's County season was based on beating Leeds United in that semi final. Yeah. If, if that's your ambition, just to beat Leeds in a player semi final, I think they need to reevaluate where they are as a football club. <laughs> because your ambition shouldn't be to win a semi final. Yeah. Your ambition should be win the final. And, and they, were, they, were, they were bragging about uh, developing Jin Bogle, weren't they? Yeah. When, when they've been playing the likes of Ashley Cole and, yeah. uh, yeah. and Huddleston in the midfield, they were. Yeah. 45 years old must be yeah. going on now yeah. Yeah. Their, their, their team is full of pensioners yeah. and uh, Bradley Johnson who, who must be pushing 30 by now well, what, what, what was interesting that after the Leeds game the second leg at Ellen Road there was that uh, Snapchat video of them all having a go at Leeds United Bradley Johnson was actually singing matching on together mm. and he was the only one the others were singing derogatory terms against Leeds United yeah. you never do that in a playoff semi-final no, because never. I think as uh, Adrian Durham tweeted from Talk Sport and I like Adrian Durham I think he's very forthright on his views and he gets a, he gets a lot of unfair stick got the feeling that Derby County celebrated, over-celebrated in the playoff semi-final yeah, yeah celebrate did. celebrate I get that be happy be delighted that you're in at Wembley. You've got one more game to go, yeah. and if you don't win that game, it comes back to buy yeah. you, and, and, and that has. Yeah. You, you look at Leeds when they beat Preston and Carlisle. They didn't over celebrate. There was no pitch invasions. Okay, can't for little because they lost the, the finals to Watford and Donny. There was none of this pitch invasions, none of this uh, going mad with the way they celebrated. And it'll just be interesting when Leeds play Derby next season. It will be very, very spicy. Yeah, will be very interesting, especially um, if Lampard's still manager. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> that that'll be very brilliant. much so. Uh, yeah, uh, of course, they did lose that uh, final 2-1 to uh, Aston Villa. Two mistakes as well. You mentioned Bogle. He made a mistake for the first goal. You could say uh, uh, Keller Roos, the yes. goalkeeper, making a mistake in the second half. And uh, Yeah, uh, Aston Villa are going on going on to win now I, I didn't enjoy seeing Grealish and John Terry running about daft no, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it was it was yeah. hard it was hard to be happy about yeah. that because I really don't like John it, Terry it, it, <laughs> it probably was but it's one of those less of the two evils isn't it who yeah. would really promoting and I thought Grealish had a quiet game yeah. to be really honest with you and it'd be interesting to see if he stays at Aston Leeds he was, sure. he was poor against Leeds I yeah. thought he, uh, I just thought, diving all about he, he had, yeah. I think he had eight touches and he created one chance yeah. in 90 yeah. minutes but and he's fair, their maestro. F- fair play to Dean Smith. He came in when Villa looked n- nowhere at the start of the for Steve Bruce. And even at the start of March, I think they were 10th or something in the league. And, and have gone up through the playoffs. And good luck to them. Uh, Been yeah. to see how they do. Big, big club. They are a big club. Yeah, big club. Yeah. I, d- I don't think they'll finish fourth as, as someone ranked top sport. Oh, comparing Tyrone Mings to bloody Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I'm ahead <laughs> of my hands watching that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Mings is on loan from Bournemouth, isn't it? Yes, yes, yeah, so not even their player. If, if he goes. <laughs> but Abraham's on loan from Chelsea as well. So be yeah. see what they do yeah. uh, with that but yeah it look as, as gut-wrenching as it was good luck to Aston Villa they deserve to go through in the playoffs and, and be interesting to see how Aston Villa Norwich City and Sheffield United all go on next yeah. season yeah, it will be uh, Aston Villa of course winning but the real winner from the weekend was of Ross McCormack from the Legion <laughs> player <laughs> gone on to a £70,000 a week because of Villa being played I think the last time he kicked a ball at Villa Park <laughs> I mean, I think, it, I think it's been over 400 he got, days. He got sent out on loan after he he he, he claimed he... Steve Bruce sent him out on loan after he went to the training ground. And he couldn't get a, re- couldn't get 
yeah, through the, yeah. the, the barriers, just just went home yeah. <laughs> rather than yeah. go to Trent. I think I've always I always liked uh, Russ McCormack because he was brilliant at Leeds, yes. but he doesn't seem like he wants to be a footballer anymore. No. I, I loved him uh, from the day. Follow me on Twitter, no longer on so- social media, uh, unfortunately. Look, in in 2013-14, he scored 29 goals and kept kept Leeds afloat. He just dragged he dragged us up to mid table, didn't he? He did. Uh, kept us up he, really. He yeah. joined Fulham and then from there he only went to Aston Villa. He just had a very unhappy spell at Aston Villa, but he's had his wages trebled, quadruple, whatever you want to call it, and good luck to the guy. If he, if he can get it, why yeah. not? Imagine know. being on that much money. Oh, no, I wonder what he's spending on. I don't know how on. many games he's played for Villa, but good luck to the guy. I think he hasn't played for over, for over 400 days. He's, he's probably just bought shares in Iron Brew, is what <laughs> so, I do. But, but, <laughs> good luck to him. I, I think at least he was a hell of a talent. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, it just ended a little bit bitterly with, with the way him and Chilino sort of fell out and what have you. But yeah, for that season, the second half of the season, he, yeah. he literally dragged Leeds off the canvas and, and obviously scored four goals at Chelsea. Scored some important goals away at Barnsley. When uh, 1 1 0 back in. Was that, that the season. last time that Phil gave a 10 in his match ratings for uh, four goals? I think goals. so, for his four goals. Phil, Phil, hey, if you're listening, you never give 10s. <laughs> I must ask him about that because I'm doing some ratings myself in my book. So. Nines aren't rare. If he, he gives a couple of nines out now and again, but he very rarely gives 10s. Ten. Yeah. So I will ask him about that. Yeah, he's so, He's very, uh, well, tough I, to I, I, I loved Ross at Leeds. I know he, he sort of uh, swayed opinion uh, over over him and what have you over his contract situation. But look, fair play to me. Yeah, seventy grand a week for doing yeah. very little. I think we're all in the wrong profession. Yeah. And, he gets to, and he gets to live in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> he might print a few Leeds players in the summer. Yeah. Mm. He is the real winner. Before we move on from the uh, playoff final weekend, uh, Lee Boyer. Get promoted with, with Charlton. Uh, he's been very impressive with Charlton. Yeah, they, it's his they, first they, season. They didn't have any money really at all, yeah. and he, he got them up to the playoffs. Um, his first season. Yeah, so it, and it'd be interesting to be at Elmo next season yeah. again. Yeah. I'm sure he'll yeah. get a, a warm reception. And, and yeah, another hopefully. club that has been badly mismanaged away from the pitch. Roland Du Chalet didn't even turn up at Wembley, their owner. And and what Lee Boyer has done to mould a squad with the likes of uh, Lyle Taylor in there, Jason Pierce as well. Jason uh, Pierce. Patrick yeah. Bauer, uh, who got, uh, I think he got the winning goal. Uh, fantastic job. I love Boyer. I, I, look, I know he'll be remembered for some of the wrong reasons for what happened uh, with the court case. Yeah. It, it, but to <laughs> me, and I've been writing about him last, last night, he dragged leads from um nothing to the Champions League semi-final well he was he was a phenomenal player for it Leeds was he, was, he, was, he, was, he was let he kind of once he left Leeds he wasn't as good a player yeah, uh, and, again and it, it was like a release because he was in court in the morning he was flown over and then he scored winning goals against Anderlecht in the Champions League which is just outstanding from, from what <laughs> Bowen did and he's one of my all-time favourite Leeds United players I know it ended a little bit sourly for him uh, when he went to West Ham and, and fell out with Peter Risdale uh, and what have you I mean most people involved in Leeds probably f- f- fallen out I, with I, Peter I know he got a little bit of a bitter reception when he came back with with West Ham that first season, but a lot of water under the bridge. Now, it, what he's done at Charlotte is absolutely phenomenal, yeah. brilliant job, uh, and and he'll get a hell of a report yeah, for me. Uh, I know he's been back a couple of times. I, I look forward to seeing him, and uh, that's my tip to play first game of the season. Yeah, uh, Charlton at home. Yeah, uh, that'd be brilliant. Fourth, uh, in uh, uh, next season. Just yeah. hope it was as good as the uh, first day of last season against oh, Stoke in the sunshine. Magnificent, <laughs> that was brilliant. Day, that that's when we knew we'd arrived. Yeah, uh, brilliant performance. Phillips was amazing. Hernandez was amazing. Uh, Mataska could have scored the first goal. And brilliant brilliant through ball from Saiz to click for the first oh, goal. Brilliant days. And then we're yeah. going to destroy Derby County. Or should I say Frank Lampard's Derby County uh, the following week? That was, so. that was really funny. Yeah. And, and yeah. They, their goal shouldn't have even gone in either. I'm, I'm sorry, Bailey, but I'm criticising yeah. for that. Free kick should have been saved. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. But <laughs> just going back to Bowie, uh, how weird would it be if, you, if Lee Bowie is in one dugout and Jonathan Wood gets, gets a Middlesbrough job and is in the other? Oh, oh, wow. It will be, be Fred Reed. United. It, it, look, it looks uh, more and more like that would get yeah. running Borough. Yeah. So. It's a bit weird, doesn't it? 
Woodgate. Uh, he's not very popular up there, from from what is I can he understand. Not? No, not not with the fans anyway. Uh, uh, well, after, he's obviously popular within within the club. Yeah, after Pulis ball, I think anything's a. Uh, but they, but they look they love a defensive manager, don't they? Because <laughs> they, they had Karanka before, then yeah, he's very defensive. I know Karanka got them up in in the end, and, and then got them relegated with yeah. half a season. Uh, Monk yeah. defensive, very, but he wasn't defensive at Leeds. That's the thing. Was Monk or was he? He's, he's, I thought he sat quite quite deep when we played. I just mm. don't think he noticed it really. Yeah, I, I just don't think he. We, noticed we were it. definitely more. Defensively solid under Monk than we have been under Bielsa, yes, yeah. uh, but it's mainly because um, we, we just we just sat deeper and we, we only played one second midfielder in Hernandez. Yeah, and the, the plan A was get it to Hernandez, and uh, and he'll find Chris Wood and Chris Wood will score. And that was that was it. Absolutely, Chris Wood score got thirty goals. So that's it. What, what's interesting for me is the amount of ex Leeds players that have come managers. I know David Hopkins didn't last very long at, at Bradford City with a lot of problems there. But also you've got Bowie now, possibly Jonathan Woodgate, Har- uh, Harry Kuehl relegating Notts County. Mess. They're 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 a mess on and off the pitch. Not to all this club in the football, uh, uh, club no longer in the football, in the football league. league. <laughs> now no, I think it's Nottingham Forest. Uh, or Stoke, Stoke. Is, it, I think it, ah, yeah, Stoke. Before, 1863. Yeah, they are. Stoke. And before they yeah. came, Stoke City. So the amount of players that you've grown up with, uh, watching as a kid, that have gone on to come managers is just uh, is just quite weird. I'm just yeah. waiting for Ian Hart to turn up as a manager somewhere. Although he's an agent who's <laughs> at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to say anything here, but do you think obviously we're on talking about Ian Hart? Yeah. Do you think he might be fanning the rumours of Clark? I, I saw him on Saturday, but I never got the opportunity to because I was at the Legends game on Saturday at Doncaster. Never got the opportunity to actually talk to him, which is a shame. I don't know. Uh, it's difficult because the agents are out there to, to pop players. Oh, that's their job. Their job is to make the most money for themselves uh, and their players. So, yeah. We'll see. Look, it's going to be an interesting summer. The chance window's open. Uh, as I say, Leeds have got Bielsa done now. Get the, the, the next two jobs to me. Get your players in that you want to get in. Sort your priests and friendlies out. Do not lose anyone go. crucial. Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, the, the ones to add is I think Pavel Sabic is on his way out uh, by the looks of things yeah it looks like um, we, we need to shift a bit of the a bit few of the players off the wage I bill. think Jay Roy yeah. Grot will probably go yeah, Ekiban's getting his. Uh, we're getting a million for him, which is fairly good business. Yeah, a million, uh, million yeah. and a half. Yeah, uh, and then you've got obviously Yunan O'Kane, who was out injured also. He's broken. He's, he's on the transfer list, I think. So, from, 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 from look, there'll be uh, changes. There's, there's always cha- what I don't want is wholesale changes because I think we need a sprinkle of three or four players uh, to really push on for next season. I think season. It, I think we probably need a number ten yeah, and at least that. one more winger. Yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. <clears throat> maybe another centre half because we are quite light in uh, in the centre back positions. Obviously. The goalkeeping issue is one that I think Bielsa's looking at, uh, and then possibly another. I would go. love us. I know he's. Uh, we've kind of not got on with him in the past. <laughs> I'd love us to go ahead and get Kieran Westwood from Sheffield yeah, Wednesday. Uh, what, I don't know what, key, what goalkeeper? I don't know what the deal is with him at Sheffield Wednesday at the moment. Because they're they're out. He's arguing with them because they didn't want to give him a one year contract, yeah, and he wants right. a longer contract than that. Yeah. So and, I think and, if Leeds come up to him and say, "All right, we'll give you two, three years," and every time he plays against Leeds, he's absolutely unbelievable. Because he's a he's a very good. He's a yeah, yeah, he's yeah. an excellent Championship goalkeeper and look, very very experienced. You get into this stage of the season that we all call silly season uh, rumours will just fly around uh, don't believe the in the nose because 99% of them aren't in the know <laughs> uh, the, the, the reputable ones you Phil Hay Adam Pope uh, Joe Urquhart uh, Barron uh, Joe Mewis uh, they're all aware of what's going on so yeah. all, all these so called in the know accounts Theory me, just <laughs> scroll past them on social media. Is my best piece of advice. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there's any Im- imminent transfers. I would, I'd be surprised if we signed anyone before yeah. kind of mid to late June. I yeah. think that's when the 
kind of hots up, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure someone will have a spy camera outside, uh, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> uh, outside Ellen Road, sat in the car park, having the McDonald's. Uh, watching, off, watching people go in. Watching people go in on the ground. <laughs> Do you know when someone uh, uh, photographed Lewis Baker's car and uh, and released it to the, uh, to I, the I, media? I, I think the best one was when someone photographed Benny from LUTV and they thought it was uh, Filippo Casido and he had a camera mic on everyone thought I was doing an interview signing for Leeds and I instantaneously went on social media and said, no, that's a new guy for LUTV. Yeah. Just basically. <laughs> It'll be interesting to uh, see where the uh, money comes for transfers mm-hmm. eventually with the uh, rumours of uh, uh, of the uh, NASA Al-Khalifa, uh, chairman of uh, Qatar Sports Investment and president of PSG, a, a very wealthy person. Reports of uh, him uh, wanting to buy shares in Leeds United, but Rad Rosani coming out and saying that he isn't willing to sell. Uh, what, what do you guys make of this? A lot of respected journalists and a lot of big news outlets reported this. What do you make, Charles? Well, it's it was in the Financial Times, and there's always been, uh, well... Rajasthan has been at least there's been very definite links between him and Qatar because they've got the Qatar Academy out there, don't they? Which they've um, they're, they're, they're sponsoring yeah. and um, uh, the youth groups have been to the youth teams have been to a few tournaments over there, haven't they? Um, so you can see why links have been made. Obviously, I think Rajasthan the the footballing world is aware that Rajasthan might require a little bit of investment to get Leeds over the line. I think people are kind of seeing the project now uh, with with Bielsa in the club. Um, I don't know what you two feel about this, but I think the footballing world's kind of owners are thinking. Right, well, Leeds came quite close there. They've got a good manager, decent set of players. I could chuck up a bit of money here and they'll get over the line and I'll get my investment back tenfold when they get the TV revenue next year. So you can understand why people are making the links that they are. I can't see Rajasani selling his uh, his stake. Yeah. Def- for, for at least another year. Definitely not his majority stake anyway because he, he had this his five-year project in mind, didn't he? He wants to get Leeds back up and then obviously spend uh, reinvest the money we will get from going up. Whether or not we'll go up next season, we don't know, especially if we can't spend the, spend the money. But um, obviously we might have we're in a little bit of trouble not huge amounts but it's kind of in the post the uh, uh, FFP so we're looking at loans uh, if we can use the loan, loan market wisely uh, we'll, be, we'll be okay but I think I don't think we'll, he'll sell his, his share but I've, yeah. I, I, I've also you got the kind of the stigma of uh, kind of don't want to be too liable <laughs> we're trying, trying to avoid it people kind of frown on Qatar's kind of uh, and Qatari money for it's kind of the make it off oil and um, and and obviously sometimes human rights abuses and things like that so yeah. and uh, with Leeds kind of have enough of PR problems it is existing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so still quite exciting when the news came out though because uh, they're very wealthy people I mean, I yeah, was... it's, uh, is it QSI the, the company that yeah. uh, he's part of yeah, yeah I, I was seeing uh, Photoshop pictures of Mbappe and Neymar in Leeds United shirts <laughs> before I come on to that, I just want to bring to attention Brentford FC have just tweeted thanks for the follow lads welcome back and I've just tweeted a picture of Fulham Football Club social media so it's already started for next season uh, it's, it's banned to the book the, but they're both West London yeah, clubs aren't they let me see the folks outrage with all that again uh, yeah, it's started there won't already. be a peep uh, there won't no, be anything there'll be nothing there, there actually won't uh, be and we're not, yeah. even into, we're not even to June yet it started <laughs> uh, just going back to the Qatari links I think for me you take all these stories with a pinch of salt uh, nobody knows the financial situation in the club I think everyone's second guessing uh, and I think it, it, it could be a story that will run and run uh, I think that Andrea will have his, his budget in mind for next season uh, and we'll just take it from there it's very difficult to know what to read into these stories and when I, I read club sources and I, I never like to understand a club source because surely someone from the club won't have gone out and, and sold a story to the Financial Times for me I just think it's something to keep an eye on look if it happens brilliant uh, there was the, the argument that you come like Manchester City and it's oil money and what have you I think in this day and age 
to get rich. That's what you've got to do in, in football nowadays. Yeah. To, to, to be a successful football club, you need money, really. Yeah. Uh, which is stupid because you saw um, uh, Harvey uh, come out and say that football clubs are relying on owners too much. I mean, yeah. <laughs> because because of the system you designed. Yeah. Because you're not giving them any TV revenue. Yeah. And football clubs wouldn't be football clubs without owners. <laughs> you need an owner to, to be running. Of course you do. And it, it's just a day and age uh, that we live in now that, okay, Norwich and Sheffield United have done absolutely brilliantly well with, with not spending that much money. And okay, Aston Villa had a bit of the parachute payment in the second season down. To be successful in, in football, you are going to have to spend some money, whether that's that at League Two level, League One Championship or Premier League level. And if the money comes in, great. If it doesn't, you spend it within your means. So, as I say, I, I take these stories with a pinch of salt and, and what happens happens and for me it, it's important that you get your squad in order you get your house in order and go from there really yeah. because we went through all this with Chilino uh, no one had a clue what was going on day by Crow day and Red Correct. Bull being linked with Correct. And, and takeovers and I, I think the old famous saying goes I believe it when I see it yeah. like we all, we're all looking for when GFH bought the club and look how that turned out so yeah, <laughs> yeah. take it with a pinch I, of salt I'd be very surprised if Andrea was to sell his stake now having just imagine there'd be a, just agreed to extend uh, uh, Bielsa's yeah. contracts. I imagine Bielsa won't want to have, have, have signed on for another year and then watch the whole ownership of the club change. Yeah, definitely that, that would, not. That would, be, that would surprise definitely me. Uh, I may be looking too much into this, but Ravazani on his uh, Twitter has taken out the bio uh, yeah, chairman of that. Leeds United. Uh, I don't know if I'm looking too much into that or not, but uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that develops. Uh, I think a lot of people are quite uh, mad, though, uh, with uh, the news that Ravazani isn't willing to sell any stakes because at the same time he came out and said, we'll have to run a difficult summer in terms of the transfer market, meaning we're not going to be able to spend much. I mean, we, we do have financial restraints we don't have parachute payments don't have as much TV money as uh, other clubs so there is restraints uh, so I think that kind of you know made people a bit, you know, a bit unhappy you know if you don't have enough money to fund the transfer window then, then why here which is a fair point but I think you know, surely if you don't have enough money to fund a, a transfer window you need to look for investment and hopefully investment comes from, from the Qatari guys whether whether they buy any shares or not whether they just give I'd, I'd be surprised uh, if they were to Amazon give any investment without having shares of their own yeah, they'll want to be majority. You never know. You know the, the 49ers might buy another five percent or something like that. They might buy more, more shares. We don't know if that's going to happen. But I think we just have to be really smart with the transfer window. Yeah, definitely. Because there's one thing we've not done in uh, this season's been all right, but in previous seasons we've struggled with getting transfer windows right. I mean, January was a bit uh, was a bit of a, a weird one with Daniel James. Um, but we need to get this window right. If we get this window right, well, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah I, I agree with that. I think this is a, a vital period now that if we get the right players coming in and Bielsa will know what he wants uh, and then come August we'll be raring to go again. Look, the difference with this season next last season is we're going to be one of the pre-season favourites. We didn't have that last year because no one knew how it was going to turn out. And I remember talking to Phil at the start of the season saying, a Leeds really ready for a promotion tilt? No one was quite sure. This year we've seen what Bielsa's done in his first season. We're going to be up there as one of the favourites. I don't know if that's an expectation or if that's going to uh, buckle Leeds or or, or or make it even a greater yeah. motivation. There's always an, ex- an expectation at Leeds. Yeah, there is, there is. There is. But I, I think more than ever next season that, that we'll be expected to, to go. That expectation is usually internal though. Whereas this time it's going to be external because it's going to be everyone else. I think we're third favourites in the bookies to go up. Really? Uh, yeah. It was- I think Cardiff are with a Cardiff with Warnock, Warnock at Championship uh, yeah, expert. Yeah, absolutely. probably Fulham as well. For, uh, yeah, I think it's Cardiff Fulham. I think Fulham is an interesting one for me to Scott Parker because again pressure was off him last season because they were know they were going. He's down. not an experienced yeah. manager. Uh, if that goes wrong early on in the season, then again he could be in trouble. I think then so, they've got to shift huge 
amounts of players off yeah, the books. Yeah, Mitchell go, Sessegnon will go, Tom Kearney may go. Still one of the biggest mistakes in Leeds United's history, losing Tom Kearney as a kid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, look it. Such a good player. Always. It's a championship, it's so unpredictable, that's what makes it such a great yeah. league. Yeah, but we do de- definitely need to have a good summer. On to Ravazani, though. So, you know, hopefully, he hasn't t- You know, something in the back of my mind is thinking Ravazani's taken us as far as he can, really. You know, he's coming to a club which was toxic. He's built solid foundations, pumped a lot of money into the club, but it's evident that he can't fund a very successful oh, it's, it's, it's transfer. Not, it's window. not in the top tier of owners in general. He's not in, probably not in the top tier of championship yeah. owners for the amount of money he's got. But um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too annoyed. I wouldn't be annoyed at all if it was the same for this season. We were to go as hard as we can for the promotion push, make some smart signings. No, no one's going to say anything if we go up with him, yeah, are they? No, definitely. no one's going to be. It's just people think that people think you have to spend some Villa's type of money to go up. But bear in mind, Villa went up for the playoffs. The teams that went up automatically didn't spend any money. It's not what you spend, it's how you spend it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think, for me, I think it's spending within your means. Look, we'd all love to go out and spend 30, 40, 50 million. It's just not viable. Because if you spend all that money, you don't go. That's how clubs go bust. Uh, and we've had that under the Rizdale era that we spent silly money on Rio Ferdinand, Robbie Fowler, Seth Johnson. We did make Robbie a profit Jay. on Rio, though. <laughs> we did. We made a 12 million profit. Uh, but by that stage, the financial bubble had completely burst to Ellen Road. Uh, I think you've just got to be careful the way you spend. And if it means spending on loans, and if it means spending only a little money here or a little money there, so be it and I, it just frustrates me all these so-called in-the-know fans that think he's got no money he has got the money he's just choosing to spend it wisely because what you don't want to do is overspend and then go into administration and, and get look at Bolton they're an absolute financial mess at the moment that nobody knows who, who owns the cloth and Kenison's finally gone and they're into administration and will lose 12 points uh, next season so to me just spend within your means when it is what it is you're not going to please everybody look if Leeds went out and spent 10 million tomorrow on a player someone would moan <laughs> because it's just the way of the world what we, need, what we need to do is you, you all we need to do is use the loan market wisely yeah. and promote the right type of youth yeah. players yeah very much uh, so get, very much get Edmondson so. on the bench get having a few substitute yeah, appearances here and there the Bogus, yeah. get, get Robbie Gotts involved I think he's been brilliant I, I think Pascal Struick is an I absolute beast gonna be another, we've got some wonderful kids coming through we saw with yeah. Leeds in the 23s uh, yeah I, 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 so. we went to that yeah, it was, yeah it, definitely they've yeah. got some great kids never, never seen a centre-back win as many, many aerial oh, balls in a game brilliant. as Struick yeah. does and <laughs> even Apo Helm another one who's, who's come through from Mediterranean Bristol City played in the Cauldron of Bramall Lane last season uh, so I, th- I, th- I think the future is really bright and really positive yeah. about next season. I absolutely bullied Billy Sharp at Bramall Lane. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I always like to remind uh, other fans of this as well when they're going to mass panic. I think that we are amongst you know w- some of the luckiest fans in the country, really. Uh, we've got a good owner in Ravazzani. We've got a good director of football. Uh, got good staff. And it's a yeah. brilliantly run football club now. Yeah, it you, really you turn back to the Chilino times. We're on the front pages for every single day for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. There's none of that now. There's yeah. none of that. Now, okay, we had the. We're, the still, we're still on the front pages because they like us there, but. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we had we had the badge, uh, which was quickly rubbished uh, on with. No, no, my phone oh, busted. I don't know who. I, I don't know who okayed that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but look, it, it's done now, and. The, the club is in its most stable position for years. It's yeah, got definitely sustainability. Is. It's got continuity uh, and bring on next season. Yeah, there, there's nothing to be unhappy about, really. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, uh, as, long as, as long as Bamford, who's been a kind of our biggest investment, can come up, kind of come up clutch next season, get a few more. I, I also yeah. thought Paddy was unlucky with injuries as well. Because well yeah, because he did both his knees. He in, did, yeah. and he, he was out uh, from what August to December. Came back against Bolton, scored the winning goal, and then injury hit again. And it's difficult to get continuity into into players because you need to be playing constantly yeah. to, to be to, to be scoring goals. 
goals. And look, I think Patrick Band for the full pre-season under him. Remember, he signed very late for Leeds. Yeah. I think it was sort of end of July, beginning of August time when he signed uh, in time for the new season. Get that contract, get the full pre-season, and I think I think he'll go on and score plenty of goals next year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm quite pleased that Tyler Roberts isn't in the Wales squad because I don't want him injured again. <laughs> Love it. I don't, no, again, I don't want again, any players Tyler, injured. I, I think, and what people forget with Tyler, he's 19. He's a phenomenal player. He's, he's brilliant. He's, he took his goals brilliantly against Preston, against Hull City. Uh, and I think, again, another one's just been very unlucky with injuries. Yeah, yeah he's got a few assists yeah. here and there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, going on to uh, transfers then. So I, I haven't really heard much about uh, any ins uh, coming into Leeds United and players coming in. Uh, of course, it, it is going to be mainly free agents and Premier League loans uh, that uh, looks that uh, is looking likely uh, for us bringing in players. Uh, but with uh, players going out, so uh, one player, Samuel Zayez, uh, he has slashed his own selling fee, really, with these uh, reports coming out from Spain uh, that he's been done for match fixing in La Liga. We're not sure if he's just been interviewed or whether he's been arrested, though. Uh, no, he hasn't been arrested, I don't think, but he, he's been uh, asked questions about his being given a statement. He's under investigation, but uh, he's, he's not good, is it? It's not good. He's the kind of player which, unfortunately, we need to separate from the club because he is a, he's very talented, but the longer we keep him on the books, the less money he's going to be worth. Yeah. He is a bit of a... I mean, we've lost money on him already. Yeah, we, I think we can probably make... what well, Prior to this, we'd, we could have probably made about two or three million from him. Yeah. Not, not, not made, but we've got that back. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be lucky to get the same. Three million pounds we, we bought him for. So we'll, probably, we'll probably sell him for two, something like that. Maybe, yeah. maybe even less, but I don't think much less. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll want to go back to Spain and we need to just get him off the books. Yeah. His, uh, and and separate from the club. Yeah, I mean he's not he's not good to have. You know he's 28 year old, but he acts like a spoiled kid really sometimes. I mean you know he's in such a privileged position, but he, he just doesn't really he, get his head down. He's just he's, I like him as a player, but he's not professional enough yeah. to play in the championship, Shoot. and he's he's not uh, serious enough as a footballer for yeah. us. I mean we need we need players that want to be in Leeds playing and want to get promoted as well. Serious, yeah. I mean you know he, he left midway through the season and we were top of the league. You know, he's he's just left, and you know, what if he got promoted? He's just missed out on promotion. He just left, saying, "I don't want to get." I promoted. think it's a difficult to say. Is he, he came into a foreign country. I remember interviewing him after the Bristol City game. Uh, back in November 2017 uh, also October 2017 we won three and he scored two goals didn't speak a word of English had to get Hadi Sacco to translate for him which was Hadi Sacco who's French he's <laughs> French he's an experienced himself <laughs> and it, it, it can be very difficult you kind of look at J-Roy Grot who's living on his own uh, and find it very difficult uh, it's just a very strange situation with Saez I think he's got bags of talent and he can turn again on a sixpence but for one reason or another it's just not worked out for him in Leeds yeah. and uh, it looks to me that he'll, he'll, he'll probably go back to Spain uh, uh, and, and probably settle there I know he had issues, obviously, with his with his wife and what have you. He was quite homesick uh, and whatnot. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, difficult, brilliant player, and he was that missing piece of the jigsaw we all thought start last season. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, and I think he he was quoted there once the season was over. He kind of dropped his head and dropped his shoulders a little bit, and he knew there was nothing there to play for. Uh, I think the Newport County game didn't help no. uh, when he when he spat in an opposition player, which he can't do, and it's it's disgusting to, to do that and get and he got a six match ban and rightly so. It's, uh, it's, it's one of the most serious seriously because most people. In football, uh, will forgive people having minor violent outbursts in yeah. games. You're, 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 Spitting's you're, disgusting. Uh, Spitting. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no football fan is all right. Is okay with spitting them. Yeah, it's P- disgusting. P- most people, and I think most football players as well, would rather be punched in the face and spat out. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I mean, 26, 27 years old at the time, and he's yeah. spitting and at it, people. Yeah. Like, come and, on. It, and, it, it, and he came back, and then he obviously set the goal up for Alioski against uh, Derby County uh, uh, at Frank Lampard Stadium. Sorry, I Pry Park. <laughs> uh, it wasn't there last season, Frank Lampard, uh, and it's just not quite been the same. 
same place. Started yeah. off all right this season. Was a, an important part of the first few few. Months yeah, he got of a few assists. He got assists against West Brom uh, and, um, and I think he scored against yeah. Bolton, didn't he, uh, in the League Cup? But yeah, yeah. difficult yeah. one, and it, it's difficult when you're homesick as well. Look, I, I lived in London for three months and absolutely hated it because I had no family or friends about ten years ago, and it's not an easy thing to do. But whatever he chooses to do, he'll, I'm sure he'll get over with the best wishes of the football club. Just disappointing because I thought he could have been that, that yeah. number ten role to sort of fill the boots of yeah. Fernandez yeah. when when Pablo does eventually sort of retire. Yeah, just just didn't really have the attitude, but hopefully he gets his head down. We'll probably will sell him. I uh, hope I hope we do sell him. Really. He's- don't think he's good to have him just him to be honest. Uh, but good luck to him uh, if he does move. Uh, more on the outs then. Uh, 18-year-old winger Jack Clark. He uh, sprung big interest from a uh, Premier League side Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, what do we make of this, Charles? Uh, around £10 million the fee. Apparently Leeds have rejected an offer. Uh, but if he leaves, would you be too bothered? I'd want to get slightly more money for him. I mean, I know it's greedy because he's not had that many appearances, but he's obviously he's got the potential to be that player. He's only 18. Yeah. And he's, he's got another what, 12, 13 years of football yeah. in him. And I think with Man City, as well valuing Jack Harrison uh, at 15 to 20 million then you could maybe push that fee for Jack Clark to 15 million as well. yeah I would I would I would not be annoyed if Leeds I would I don't really want to sell anybody but if we if Leeds was to sell Jack Clark for between 12 and 15 million which, which probably after we have to sell players uh, yeah we have, and we have to sell players to fund I wouldn't be annoyed because that would fund that, that would fund our entire transfer window more than likely yeah and and also we'd get some um you get those <laughs> the people controlling the uh, FFP at uh, the Football League to uh, get away yeah. from our door for a little bit because if we're making £12 million on a, on a player sale that's going to go massively in our favour of F- FFP yeah. uh, I, I don't think it, it would be too much of a loss you know over the past few years we lost a lot of youngsters and it's nice to keep them all but I think with Jack Clark if we look, if we sold him I wouldn't be as good as if Shackleton left or as good as it was when Lewis Cook left uh, definitely uh, but uh, that's uh, one to keep an eye on Jack Clark whether he leaves uh, or not but we will have to uh, uh, sell players uh, to buy uh, that's for sure uh, now before we move on to the quiz uh, back onto Bielsa uh, when he signed a lot of people were like oh he must have a lot of demands which he does and uh, BBC Radio Leeds' uh, Adam Pope pretty much explained everything for us uh, in the Twitter thread which was, uh, which was quite nice uh, so he first of all uh, went and said uh, after intense negotiations uh, centred around the club's ambition, the squad and improvements to the training ground and not his own salary, uh, which I think is brilliant. It just shows Bielsa's character, doesn't it? Yeah, Absolutely. yeah that's Absolutely. What, what you kind of expect from the man. He wants to see the he wants the vision. He doesn't really not really interested in yeah. discussing the. I mean, he's six three years old. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, he's six three years old. He don't he don't need millions anymore. No, no. He, I'm he, sure he's, he's made his, his money down the years. Yeah, so. I think he just wants to be part of it, doesn't part of something special, and hopefully be that man that finally gets us back to the promised land. Yeah, uh, Adam Pope continued to say uh, Bielsa feels his squad is now better than the one he inherited, which it definitely is, and he believes there's another crop a crop of uh, academy players who can supplement the first team in the way Jamie Shackleton and Jack Clark have shown over the past year which definitely is the un-23s uh, winning uh, the league definitely a I'm lot of the youngsters well, doing the doubles, so. yeah. I'm excited to see a, a few un-23s making the uh, jump up to the first team next season uh, for Parch will undergo further improvements including recognition of the swimming pool Absolutely. installing a one kilometre running track remote controlled filming of training and upgrading the dressing rooms to mirror Ellen Road I completely good, agree good with everything players will only come back for pre-season training there'll be a lot of running going yeah. along so oh, right Rather than that, also, yeah. they need to get in shape. Uh, but yeah, look, he's methodical, isn't he, uh, Marcello? And he, he wants everything to the nth degree, and that's what I love about him. Yeah. Uh, and look, he'll get it right. I, I am certain he'll get it right, and we'll be there or thereabouts yeah. come what May next season. It'll be interesting recording training whether we'll send up to uh, Frank Lampard <laughs> in Derby County. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Frank. Um, oh, we do training as well. Maybe <laughs> uh, <Miriam> dressing <laughs> rooms uh, for Ellen Road. I think that's good as well. I think that's know. a really good idea yeah. because I think what he wants to do, he wants to mirror the training ground to yeah. Ellen Road. 
it'll feel like the same environment absolutely well. and I think familiarity breeds contempt and I think that, that is a really clever idea yeah. for Bielsa and why it wants and to he, be cut the grass as well to be the same yeah, and he's, he's, well. thinking the, he's thinking outside the box as well he, he wants to make the players always feel like they're ready right, ready to play yeah. ready, ready to yes. train yeah and, and, and they'll be more comfortable as well going and training they'll be more happy so. as well with a good so. environment yeah. well I, I did, they didn't the interview and uh, a couple of other players at one point talking about the improvements of the training ground how they've got they've got like a games room they've got their own beds there Bielsa sleeps there yeah. so, <laughs> which I think is brilliant that just shows how dedicated to the job he is yeah. that I'm, I'm in a very lucky position I cover the Leeds United ladies home and away and bumping into him a couple of times at uh, Thorpe Arch and he thought I was security one day which I thought was quite funny <laughs> uh, <laughs> so no much I can't do the door for you does, does, uh, he, does he speak any English though? He, he does he does because yeah. obviously I know he gets all, everything yeah. translated by Salim Lamrani yeah. I, I just think it's translated just because his press conferences it, it, don't go on for two hours yeah. <laughs> is it just because because he speaks broken English I rather, think so yeah. Yeah. look his press conferences with Salim are fantastic yeah. and I think <laughs> the one that will go down in history is it's it's it, it, it's bitch it's bitch <laughs> no I give up <laughs> brilliant he's, he's yeah. given us so many laughs this season he's brought the team closer together he's brought the whole community together and he's brought the city back together yeah. which it, okay it wasn't quite broken but from the previous season under both Thomas Christensen and Paul Hackingbottom, we didn't have a direction of where we were going. Leeds have now got a clear direction of where they want to be in 12 months' time. They've got the manager that they want to be, and I think they're raring to go for, for August 2019. It's, yeah. it's massive reason for optimism as well. Massive, Because, yeah. you know, if, yeah. he's, if he's agreed, then there's there's definitely going to be some backing. There's going to be yeah. Yeah. Uh, some... The club are going to invest in in themselves and invest in the facilities they're going to invest in everything to do with the club very much yeah. so like, I just want to go back two seasons ago when we lost Gary Monk we didn't know where we were going no one had heard of Thomas and this is nothing against Thomas Christensen because I thought it had a really good first yeah. half of the season at Leeds got a new owner as well and then it, it just kind of fell apart second half for him especially with the Newport County game the under Bielsa we have got a clear emphasis on the direction we are going we've got the manager in we've got a second season we've all had the first season as an experience no one anticipated finishing third in the league okay we were top for quite a lot of we thought we might get promoted but you've got to use that motivation against Derby County use that as the emphasis going on that first day of pre-season and say right we have one goal this season that's to win automatic promotion get everyone in, on gear get everyone's heads down and do it and hopefully this time next year we're on yeah. the league side in, in, in 2020 definitely I think there's a lot of uh, understanding uh, Ireland Road as well with uh, Bielsa and uh, Victor Orton and everything uh, Adam Pope tweeted uh, with profit and sustainability issues being a key factor Bielsa is realistic about the transfer policy so he understands, you know, he, he understands yeah. that yeah. there is uh, restraint Yep. Uh, and that the days of buying several players worth £10 million plus are no longer so the loan market will be a key part Massive. of the club's recruitment strategy Phil here uh, uh, replying uh, to someone uh, as well saying the club will go heavy on Premier League loans and yep. he also appears to be happy with that yep. uh, so it, it's good you know he's staying and he understands everything Absolutely. and yeah he's yeah. happy to continue the no, job no, which no, is there brilliant there is a player at AFC Bournemouth called Lewis Cook uh, I think you might have heard of him yeah. uh, obviously battling his way back from fitness what a cheeky loan bid to play with Cameron Phillips yeah. Next he said something uh, controversial recently, didn't he? he Lewis did Cook actually, saying yes. uh, he didn't enjoy playing at Ellen Road. I, I think it was more the expectation level, yeah. because the fans were so expecting that every game would well, be. There's the only there's only a ten thousand seat stadium at Bournemouth. I know, I he's, know. he's basically playing in a in a, in a non-league stadium in the <laughs> Premier <laughs> League. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, in, in all seriousness, no, and I'm not being serious with Lewis Cook. He's a brilliant player, a really good club in Bournemouth. I think the low market will be vital for for how Leeds United use it next season. Uh, and yeah, look, I'm I'm excited. I think I'm ready. For 
for a few weeks off from sort of watching it all because it, it does it's draining watching football yeah. and that defeat against Derby you, I've not watched it back yet I refuse to watch it back it's too difficult uh, to watch it back uh, despite Derby losing the, uh, the final last, uh, on Monday but look it's done now you draw a line under 2018-2019 you're out to go for 2020 and, and let, let's see I think there's high expectations I think there's plenty of reasons to smile there's plenty of reasons to be positive and, and let's go for, for next season Yeah, let's definitely. go for an centenary season <laughs> absolutely yeah, that would be brilliant that would be brilliant uh, well now it's time for this Yes, it's time to uh, test uh, your knowledge uh, for with the end of a season quiz uh, where I'll be asking uh, questions based on the 18-19 season that has just gone. Uh, stats, uh, pressure on you, <laughs> pressure on you, mate. Uh, I think if, if you don't get every single answer correct, there will be questions asked about your nickname. <laughs> uh, can, can, if I don't get all the questions, right, can we just edit this out on Twitter, please? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Charles, I mean, it's probably unfair. You going going up by yourself against Stats because Stats probably knows everything about it. You know, there's nothing to lose for me here. I either win and I look brilliant or I lose and people go, yeah, fair enough, he lost. He probably should have lost anyway. I'm like the Derby. I'm, I'm the Aston Villa. Yeah. You're the Derby Council. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all the pressure on. Oh, don't, don't, don't say that. <laughs> That's far too insulting, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, let's get into it, uh, Dan. Uh, play along at home as well uh, when you're listening uh, to it. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's get started. You've both got pens. You've both got uh, paper. Uh, so, question one. Uh, who scored the first goal for Leeds United in the 18-19 season? Are we talking competitively or pre-season? Uh, competitively. Competitively. I'm going to say that would be unfair if it was pre-season. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even know who that is, but I know Lu- this Lu- is. Luke Kenning against uh, Forest Green. I'm yeah. going to lose this quiz, aren't I? Definitely. Anyway. Uh, question two. Uh, so we end up going on uh, going unbeaten in our first uh, eight league games, uh, but how many of those eight games did we win? Eight league games. Right, hang on. I've got, I've got to think about this now. I'm trying to remember the results. I know, um... I'm, I'm making notes as I go along. So unbeaten in hang our on. first eight league games, how many of those games did we win? Okay, that starts writing down all the results. <laughs> and I know it's one of two numbers, but I'm not sure which one, which one it is. This. Uh, going on to uh, question three uh, then. Uh, so the 22nd of September 2018, we were handed our first defeat in the league. But who defeated us and what was the score? This one's easy enough. That's question three. So who defeated us and what was the score in our first league defeat of the season? Would be that manager as well, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Question four. Uh, So after a 4-1 defeat away at West Brom on the 10th of November 2018, we went on a winning streak. But how many games did we end up winning in a row? I mean, we were talking about this earlier, so... (laughs) (laughs) 42. <laughs> <laughs> if only, if only. Funny we went on a 46k <laughs> win streak. Uh, question uh, five or oh, six. Uh, how many of those... It's five. Uh, five. Uh, how many of those uh, seven games were at home? Oh, you. It's amazing what you forget, isn't it? I know. I'm making notes here. <laughs> uh, I know... I can think of three of them. Two of them were at home. One of them was away. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, I said that. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. How many of those seven games that win streak were at home? Question six. During those seven wins in a row, we beat Bolton Wanderers 1-0 away from home. Who scored for us in that game? Who scored the only goal in that game away at Bolton Wonders when we beat them 1-0? Question 7. At the turn of the new year, 2019, the Spygate saga happened, uh, which was where someone from Leeds was caught spying, say that in uh, quotation marks, uh, spying uh, on Derby County's a training session a day before we played them at Ellen Road. But what was the date this story broke? <laughs> the date the story broke? What was the date? So we played them on the Friday... So, it's obviously a Thursday, but what was the date? <laughs> I need to work. Oh, Christ. I'm going to guess this. I think I'll be quite close with this. So, the story broke on a Thursday? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Can I check my calendar? No. No, <laughs> no phones. <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> you, you got an answer written now, guys? I've written one down, yeah. yeah. Uh, question eight. We played Derby County the night after uh, on the Friday. What was the score and who scored? So what was the score against Derby County at home and who scored those goals? So clue there, goals. More than one. I know who scored one of them. I'm trying to think, I think I know who scored the other one as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our only signing in the January transfer window, so this is question nine, our only signing in the January transfer window was 32-year-old Spanish goalkeeper Kiko Casir on a four-year deal from Real Madrid. But what was his kit number? What is his kit number, should I say? So, Kiko Kse, our only January transfer window signing. What is his kit number? I think it's, yeah, I think it's that. Not entirely sure. Both got one down? Yeah. Uh, question 10. On the 9th of February, we drew 1-1 away at Middlesbrough, scoring our latest ever goal on Thanks, 101 Phil. minutes. Uh, who scored our equaliser? Phil Hay tweeted me. Stats, what's the latest ever Leeds goal? And people responded, not now, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> He's magic, <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> oh, no. It's a Yorkshire Evening Post, Phil. Hey. <laughs> not quite work, does it? Uh, question uh, 11. Uh, we then scored our quickest goal this season during a 4-0 win over West Brom at Elwood on the 1st of March. But who scored and how long had gone in the game? So who scored and how long had gone? Half of these questions mean stats were discussing earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talking about the season. Well, I, I can't read the future, mate. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> uh, sorry to remind you. Uh, so uh, question uh, 12. Uh, in a wonder loss at home to Sheffield United, goalkeeper Keiko Kassir was sent off in the second half. Which outfield player ended up playing in goal? <laughs> Lucas Radovi. <laughs> Legend. Yeah. Uh, question 13. Who finished Leeds' highest goal scorer? Who finished as Leeds' highest goal scorer in the season? Question 14. Who had the most assists? I knew you'd ask that. I don't do assists. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Both got one now. I'm 90% sure it's this person. <laughs> 90% sure. <laughs> uh, question 15. Who has played the most minutes away from home this season? Oh, I'm pretty sure this is as well. Oh, it's got to be him. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking the same. Just, just logically. Yeah. 
was the only player that's played in every game. Yep. <laughs> and the uh, final uh, question, question 16, defender Liam Cooper uh, scored on the opening day of the season in that 3-1 win uh, at home against Stoke City. But including that one, how many goals did Cooper end up scoring throughout the 18-19 season? How many goals did Liam Cooper score? I think I know what this is. I think I know what this is. Both got an answer down? Yes. Ready to do the answers? Yeah. Yeah. Question one then. Uh, So who scored the first goal for Leeds United in the 18-19 season? Charles, what did you put? Matthias Click. Matthias Click. Correct. Absolutely correct. Uh, Question two. We ended up going unbeaten in our first eight league games, but how many of those eight games did we win? Stats, what did you put for this one? Five. I put six. Put six. It is five. Stoke, Derby, Rotherham, Norwich... Preston. Preston, yeah. So it's 2-1 to stats Woo-hoo. currently. <laughs> uh, play along at home uh, as well. Uh, so question three, uh, 22nd of September 2018, we were handed our first defeat in the league, but who defeated us and what was the score, Charles? Birmingham City, and we lost 2-1, Alioski and a Che Adams double. Correct. Correct. Question four then. Uh, after a 4-1 defeat away at West Brom on the 10th of November 2018, we went on a win streak. How many games... Did we win in a row? Seven. Seven. <laughs> seven. Both got that one correct as well. Uh, question five. How many of those seven games were at home? Stats, what did you put for this three. one? Three. Bristol City, Reading and Blackburn. Put three, Charles. Four. Four? Yeah. Is it three? It's four. Get in. It is no, four. It's three. It's three. Because we won at Sheffield, one at Villa, one at Baltimore, one at Wigan. I thought it was four. Oh, it was Wigan. Ah, no, it's four. Yeah, I've got that one wrong. I've done one, <laughs> I've done one after. I'll give you that one. Yeah, The, the four games are Bristol at Bristol City, yeah. Reading, Blackburn. Who Bristol City, Reading, uh, Queen's Park uh, Rangers, and then Blackburn. I'm, I'm, I'm human. I'm human. <laughs> Back in the game. <laughs> stats, have got, stats has got one wrong. I'm human. Uh, five, uh, five, five, currently, isn't it? Uh, four, four all. The four all, yeah. A four all. Both got one wrong. I'm annoyed at that. Uh, <laughs> question six. Uh, German does seven wins in a row. We beat Bolton Wanderers 1-0 away from home. Who scored for us in that game? Patrick Bamford. Duh, 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 duh. Patrick Bamford. Yes, Good that is correct. That. Patrick Bamford on a uh, 66 minutes. Nutmeg from Pablo Hernandez. Great, Great through ball. <laughs> Great through ball. Uh, question seven. At the turn of a new year, 2019, the Spygate saga happened. Uh, which day did that story break? Charles, I, what I did you put? put? the 18th of January. 18th? I put, I put the 10th. Stats is absolutely yeah, correct. Crap. We play them on the 11th on the Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday, you know January 10th. I've got a thing with dates. <laughs> uh, question eight. Uh, we played Derby County the night after, of the Friday, of course. What was the score and who scored, Charles? 2-0. Uh, I put Jack Harrison and Roof. Yeah, yeah, correct. correct. Roof, I think Harrison was the tap-in after the ball came in. Yeah, it was his second goal for Leeds because his first one was Millwall. He taps it in from about a yard That's out. right. That's right. Millwall's the edge of the area, wasn't it, from uh, uh, about yeah, 20 get, yards out. Yeah, bottom corner. Yeah. Yeah. But this, this one, it, it was a tap-in, but he still blasted it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, seven uh, to six currently, is it, to, uh, to stats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, question nine. Our only signing in the January transfer window was 32-year-old Spanish goalkeeper Kiko Xe. Who signed on a four-year deal from Real Madrid? But what was his kit number? Stats. What did you put for this one? Thirty-three. I put thirty-one. Is it thirty-three? It's thirty-three. It's thirty-three. Stats. Has got I knew, that I knew right. it was in the thirties. 
Saps has got that one absolutely that. spot on. Uh, question 10 on the 9th of February. We drew 1-1 away at Middlesbrough, scoring our latest ever goal on 101 minutes. But who scored our equaliser, Charles? The Yorkshire Pearl, I mate. Phil Calvin Hay. Phillips. Oh, sorry, Calvin Phillips. <laughs> Calvin Phillips. <laughs> Absolutely correct there. Uh, question 11. We then scored our quickest goal this season during a 4 win over West Brom at Ellen Road on the 1st of March. Who scored and how long had gone in the game? 16 seconds, Pablo Hernandez. Correct. Yep, absolutely correct 16.2 seconds to be precise. <laughs> <laughs> I was even We're not going into decibels. <laughs> if you said 16 or 17, you would have got it correct for either 16 or 17. Um, question 12 uh, in a 1-0 loss at home to Sheffield United goalkeeper Kiko was sent off so which outfield player went in goal stats Pontef Janssen yes without any gloves if I remember rightly uh, yeah without any uh, gloves and with only one kneecap <laughs> <laughs> in a game Pontus Janssen played centre back striker and <laughs> goalkeeper that's a great stat <laughs> that is a brilliant stat <laughs> very first style player Pontus and Janssen he, he, he missed that he missed that chance didn't he well, uh, after the, from the header he, yeah. no the, it fell to his feet it was, it was, oh that was yes he was about yeah. six yeah. yards out yeah. and he blasted it because his knee was hanging off <laughs> uh, question there 13 then who finished as Leeds' highest goal scorer this season Kamal Roof Kamal Roof with 14 goals 15. 15. If 15. You can, I'm counting the normal season, not the playoffs. 14 goals. 15. <laughs> so it is a uh, 11 yeah. to 10 currently. I might have fallen to pieces these last three questions. <laughs> uh, question of 14. Who had the most assists stats? Pablo Hernandez, I put. Yes. With a te- was it 11 or 10? With 12. 12. That was 12. Stats, did you know that? Yes, because on the BBC Sport website, when people keep asking me how many people have had assists, (laughs) I don't keep assists, but it's just the obvious, the obvious one. Twelve assists, twelve goals from Pablo Hernandez. Unbelievable season. (laughs) Geriatric Pablo Hernandez with a (laughs) twenty-four goal contribution. I'm joking. I love you, really, Pablo. Uh, uh, question uh, 14 uh, who was or 15 rather uh, who has played the most minutes away from home Charles Matej Klik yes yes Matej Klik is the only player that played in every game this I, 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 the only one who would possibly come close would be Alioski. Alioski, yes, yeah. but he got yeah. injured into yeah. Brentford. Yeah, yeah. did his meniscus. Which is the, <laughs> meniscus, yeah. great name. Incredible stat, that, isn't it? Matthias Click playing every single game this season, where he was out of favour last season I by know. two managers, and then he's come and played every game. Good player, but he has looked tired at times. Yeah. Possibly could have done with a bit of a rest. Yeah. But, but, it, but he has been brilliant. He has been yeah, brilliant. yeah, very good. And he's, was it 10 goals, 8 assists, or something like that? Yep. Uh, so the uh, final uh, question question 16 defender Liam Cooper scored on the opening day of the season in that 3-1 win at home to Stoke City but including that goal how many goals did Cooper end up scoring throughout this season Charles? Three you got one against Ipswich one against Preston one against Stoke Three you both put three yeah yeah both absolutely correct he's never scored away from home for Leeds I don't know. Which one was the best one? Because he hit it uh, kind of top bin, so edge of the area. Wow. From from a corner, from a shot corner. Which I, I remember moaning to you about because I hate shot corners. Because <laughs> shot corners are yeah. garbage. I think everyone around the ground was saying, oh, bloody hate shot corners. Bloody hate shot corners. Because they, they, they never happens. work, you just lose the ball. What, a nutmeg from Bavardi and then Cooper with a side foot into the top corner. It was a beautiful goal. Right, Absolutely so that, uh, what does that get me? So uh, finished 15 14 to stats. Not too bad, Charles, to be fair. Hang on, I got one wrong. I got oh, 16, 16 questions. I can't add up. <laughs> 15. I'm annoyed at that one with QPR because I completely forgot that game because that was a game we finally got a penalty after 300 games uh, to QPR. So. I wasn't even a penalty. <laughs> no, so, it probably wasn't. One point off stats, Charles. Not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad going yeah, up against the, uh, the stat man. I'm annoyed at that QPR. I'm human. 
I'm human. I thought yeah. it was four. I did think it was four. I just four. forgot the key because yeah. the Wigan game was before West Brom. Mm. Then we went to West Brom, got battered. Then we played Bristol City, Reading, Sheffield, Bolton, then QPR. That's when I missed out. Yeah, and then the, the the most enjoyable game of the season, Aston Villa away. Yep, uh, but but hopefully I don't, you guys. I don't, I don't know. Black, Blackburn at home ran oh, it close. <laughs> that, that that was a mad week, wasn't it? For two three two victories in the space of three days. That was incredible. Yeah. Uh, but tough. yeah, ho- hopefully uh, you two uh, enjoyed that quiz. Hopefully everyone listening uh, enjoyed uh, that little quiz. And just a reminder of what an excellent season. It's yeah, been. yeah. What an excellent yeah, it's season been, it's it has been, been. Really, really enjoyable. Uh, and look, we go again in August. And I think we're all very much looking forward to it. It's a it's a bittersweet. Symphony that's football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully, uh, yeah, we-, we go again in our centenary year, and hopefully, it's uh, it's our time to get promoted back to the Premier League. That, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of uh, episode twenty-three of the All Things Leeds podcast, the season finale of the All Things Leeds podcast. Thank you very much to Charles, as always, for joining me. Yeah, thanks, and, thanks uh, for getting me out of bed again, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for joining me throughout the uh, t- entire season, Charles. Uh, every time we've done this, oh, that's all right. Appreciate it, and we will be back throughout the summer. Uh, not every week, but we'll just. Uh, we'll be back uh, when we feel as though uh, we uh, need to major news we'll be back for major news yeah definitely uh, stats thank yes, you very thank much you as well much. for coming on we I really do appreciate it I think still intact just about <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't want to say it's all short I'm, I'm, fa- I'm fairly decent remembering stuff from yes. the season yeah uh, but yeah thank you very much for coming Anytime, on stats really do me. appreciate it we need to get you back on uh, again at some point that'll be uh, uh, that'll be fantastic uh, yeah thank you very much uh, for coming on where can people find you on, on Twitter uh, the family in a hole somewhere uh, <laughs> LFC stats on Twitter. I'm, I'm, my aim is to get to twenty thousand followers by probably Christmas. I'm on seventeen, I think five hundred at the moment. So keep, I, keep I can't be that. I already follow you. So <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, no. Yeah, LFC stats on social media on Twitter. Uh, as I say, yeah, keep keep a lookout. We've got some big things coming up over the next few months, especially with the centenary uh, and and working very closely with the football club and stuff. That uh, looking forward to, and of course, my book as well. Yeah, make sure you go uh, follow stats and uh, look forward book. to yeah <laughs> buy, buy, buy his book. book. Buy his book that comes out. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you to everyone who uh, listened as well. We really do appreciate it if you enjoyed uh, then why not subscribe or follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts if you're listening uh, on there share a podcast around as well that will help us out a lot uh, make sure to follow All Things Leeds on all our social media we're on Facebook Twitter and Instagram search up All Things Leeds 1 on Twitter and Instagram search up All Things Leeds on Facebook keep up to date with absolutely everything that is happening uh, we'll course keep you up to date with all the transfer stuff as well so make sure you go follow us uh, subscribe to the youtube channel as well all things leads if you haven't already and uh, we've just been the 18 uh, 19 season finale of a podcast do just want to say thank you to everyone for listening throughout the entire season me and charles on behalf of me and charles we really do appreciate the Cheers. support and uh, everyone listening it's been fantastic we'll be back soon thanks again for listening and uh, we'll see you next time <laughs>